The following episode of the Promenade Podcast was recorded live at STLV 2017. Hello, good morning, and welcome to day two of STLV 2017. It's a busy day. I don't know which panel got out, but a panel got out. And there are significantly a lot more people here today than there were yesterday. So the big news today is the Star Trek Discovery Exhibition has officially opened up. And today you can get your picture taken on the captain's chair of the Discovery. So, so far today there's a lot of TNG cosplay for obvious reason, with it being the TNG 30. Jordan Hoffman is currently on the CBS All Access stage, interviewing some of the people from DS9, Iris Steven Bear, and another gentleman. And currently on the main stage, you had J.G. Hertzler, and I believe later on this morning, not this morning, later on today, will be the Susie Plaxen as Kalar. So apparently they've got a line set up. They're limiting the number of people who can enter the TNG exhibit and the Discovery exhibit. It is a lot more crowded this morning than it was yesterday morning. And the reason for that being a lot of people were still arriving and didn't get here till yesterday. A lot of people slept in yesterday morning. So we're now entering the vendor's room. You're the first LOL I've seen so far at the convention. Thank you. Why did you decide to do LOL? Um, because she's one of my favorite characters, and Offspring is a really emotional episode. Yes, it is. Are you sort of, were you a little bit sad when you found out that um, the actress that played LOL canceled? Yes, because I planned on getting a picture with her as LOL, so I was very sad. So how long did it take you to make the LOL outfit? Well, I actually did it for a uh, class in college because I have a theater degree and I took costuming. So this was actually my final. <laughs> so uh, I killed two birds with one stone. So it took me about two weeks. Did you get an A on the final? I did, yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, to sum up, we've seen one Trillane, one Lal, and 2.1 Gorns. The Delaney sisters are here. Hello. I'm good. How are you? So what are we selling this year? We're selling art. Abstract. Impressionistic. Wonderful art. But if I, what if I want expressionistic art? <laughs> I guess we can give it a go. <laughs> but I'm doing paint sessions so people can come paint with me at the table all throughout the convention. Okay. I do three to four people at, at a time at the most. And we make nebulas and stuff, space nebulas. So is there a fee to do that or is that? Right here. Okay. It's three different sheets. Okay. So 7 by 10 is 8, 8 by 12 is 10, and 11 by 14 is 15. Yep. So that covers the cost of the paper and the paints, not the materials that you use in the lesson. And then you have a piece of artwork to go home with that you created yourself. It's fairly easy. You don't need to know how to draw. You just need to boldly come to my table. <laughs> okay. And you're going to be here for the rest of the convention? The entire convention. Okay. <laughs> and Michelle Nichols is here. I saw you at the buffet. 
I know I got like about 12 hours last night. It's oh my goodness. the con life is a rough one. Yes, it is. I need to fuel up. Yeah. Maybe first thing in the morning is the way to do it. Oh, also here's the emergency cheeses for later. Yay! See, I just brought Cliff bars and Gatorade shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I brought granola cookies to me. Air quotes, dear listeners. Air quotes. <laughs> and nobody does air quotes better than Grace. Yes. The angriest air quotes <laughs> that ever I air quote with my whole body. Are you method about your air quoting? I feel like I have to be, or have to be. You could hear the air quotes. That's how powerful it was. And if you aren't listening to Women at Warp, you're missing just that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh no, you can. <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> Bye. All right. Ooh, we have. Looks like we have some more people here. Patricia Tolman is here. She did a lot of stunt work, um, a lot of extra stuff. Best known for a role on Babylon Five. Ooh, Bob Gutton's here. I'm trying to think, is that the Wounded? I'm thinking of yes, the captain of the ship from the Wounded. Spencer Garrett is here. Felix Silla is back. Okay, just walked by. Um, if you're familiar with the episode, The Outrageous Akona, the actress that played, I guess, would princess be the right word? She was a princess. She's here. Tracy Coco's here. Lieutenant J. Are the Tribbles sound activated? How much are the Tribbles? The Tribbles are $25, and then we have keychain Tribbles that are $20. Now are these the Trixie Tribbles? I don't know, are they Trixie Tribbles? I don't know. They're Those? Rainbow Tribbles, I know that. Yeah, the, tri yeah, the Rainbow Tribbles. And I believe so. I believe you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your word for it. Well, that's what I heard from Dan Levy at the Gaze and Space Table. Uh, yes, and they did get our Tribbles. They took. They have some of our tribbles, so okay. if you are correct, then okay. sir. Okay. <laughs> Put them on whatever you want. <laughs> so Nicole DeBoer's back, Dominic Keating, Connor Trenier. Hi, can I interview you really quick, ma'am? Who are you cosplaying today? Uh, well, my name is Katala. And I'm wearing the, the Lady Lucara costume from Looking for Parmok. Ah. I thought, her, I thought it was Griel. Yeah. Grilka was the one who... Grilka, thank you. Grilka. Who was in the movie. Okay. So you're cosplaying Grilka or... Just the costume. Oh, just the costume? How long did it take you to make the costume? About six months. What was the hardest part? Uh, the hand stitching. I don't have a sewing machine that works. Oh, wow. So it's all done by hand, needle and thread. very nice. Enjoy the rest of the convention. And to update you, there's still a line to get into the three rooms, which they're dubbing the original series bridge, the Discovery Exhibition, the 10 Forward Bar, the Next Generation Exhibit, and the Game Room. And I'm thinking, in the Game Room, 
you're pitted against other convention goers while spectators bet quatludes on the outcome. Hi, can I interview two, you two really quick? So, can you let everyone know who you're cosplaying as today? Just a couple of Klingons. Which Klingon? Well, I was shooting for Worf, but I'm not quite big enough. Well, you got it. You, 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 you've got the spirit. I do have the spirit. And, and ma'am, who are you cosplaying as? Kalar. Half human, half Klingon, made of Worf. <laughs> yeah, I hear she has an anger problem. I try to smile, but it's not always sincere. Yes, I have an anger problem. Are you planning to get your picture taken with Susie Plaxton during the convention? I believe so, but only if I look better than she does, but that's not possible. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the convention. Hello. Hey there. Hello, so can you tell me a little about this game? Yep, this is our new game um, coming out in fall. So right now we have a game out that is called Pocket Starships. It's on mobile, so it's already in the Android store and in the Apple store. And also on uh, Facebook or browser, you can even play it on your desktop machine. And right now it's just for fantasy spaceships. You, have, uh, you can get um, chips, you can upgrade them, and together with your friends battle other players. And in fall we're going to bring out uh, the Star Trek update. Um, so from fall on you will be able to also fly all sorts of Enterprise, uh, sorry, of, of Star Trek vessels like the Enterprise, or you see uh, a bird of prey from the Klingon. Um, and then you can um, also get um, crew cards with original Star Trek crew members like Captain Picard and man your ships with these crew members to even upgrade your ships and make them even better. Okay. Well, in the previous demo, I, it, the, the, the ship kind of looked like the ship from Discovery. Yeah, but that's the Akira class. It looks oh. similar, but um, the, how do you call them? The, 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 the nacelles? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they go down <laughs> um, well with the Enterprise. So we only, um, from, from the timeline, um, we're around uh, right after the Battle of Worf, so it's around uh, when DS9 starts. So we have oh. DS9, uh, we have Next Generation, and we have Voyager, both okay. from the characters and the vessels. But oh. we're not doing any mixing up of time, so there's no Enterprise, no original series, just okay. that timeline. Okay, and, yeah. and so the, the, this update will be available in the fall? In fall, yeah, hopefully October, latest November. So what you see here is work in progress, you still see some of it is in German because we're a German developer, um, but this will be obviously in all languages. And well, Germany gets all the really cool Star Trek stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of the, the, the novel covers in German are so much nicer than the American yeah, version. Well, yeah, we have a huge uh, German uh, Star Trek community and also the ships here. They're created by a German um, art studio that is doing a lot of stuff directly for CBS. So, for example, the Enterprise you see here is the one they did for the Blu-ray update of Next Generation. Okay. So, but, and it's also a German art studio for whatever reason. So, you see, we're big <laughs> with Star Trek. I mean, we also have the FatCon and everything, yes. so we're big fans. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Hi. Hi. Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. How you doing? Good. You? Where's the red sweater? That was yesterday. Why is everybody freaking out when I'm wearing a blue sweater? Well, because it's not what we're used to. I told. I warned everybody. I gave everybody months. You, you did. You did. <laughs> oh, we 
just got here. Hopefully we can get in our room soon. Oh, the, you just got here? Yeah. About an hour, About an hour ago. ago. Oh, wow. Do you folks fly in or drive in? Fly. From where? Minnesota. Uh, so, our plan is, is, is to get in early, so even though you can't get into your room, you can still enjoy the convention. Yeah. yeah. So, otherwise, you're flying late, you've wasted a whole day. Yeah. So, it's nice to get in early. Well, yesterday it got crazy the second half because of the, all the Discovery stuff. Oh, yesterday, yep, they had the um, panels for They the had Discovery. four of them, yeah. Well, they had four. Wow. But yeah, they had the Discovery Writers Room. They had four um, people from the, the, the show, um, two Klingons, the Helm Officer, and the Doctor. And then they had the people that were doing this, the makeup, the, cre the, the creatures we'll see in Discovery. Oh. And then they had the Discovery Books and Comics tie-in panel. Yeah. They had the two guys that are on... Um Face-off. Um, oh. Hendricks, what's his name? Yeah, the two judges. Yeah, I know. Face-off were here. And oh. that's the guys that must have been up. Oh, neat. Yeah. Very cool. Right, should we go see? Let's see if we can get into our room. Okay, good luck. Good you have a good day, you. Robert. Okay. Hello, so you can tell me what's going on here? So, we're, so what we are is we're a podcast for Star Trek Online. Um, what's the name of the podcast? Pilot Review Show. Okay. So, what, our big, the biggest thing that we do is we're basically there to help any of the uh, players of the game learn how to become better at the game so that they can have a more enjoyable experience with it. Um, we give people t I, things like tips of what to do with their ships, how to... Uh, fly it so that you, they're making sure that they're pointing in the right direction, um, that they're com combining their skills so that they can actually make use out of the right skills to, for each of the different things so that they know how to do everything properly. So, And all of these terminals set up are to play STO? Uh, so here, with what we got here, um, got one computer that is actually doing a live stream right now for our viewers at home, okay. uh, for those who can't make it here. And then we have a PS4 that is playing it. And then this computer here is uh, also playing it for the demo so people can get an experience of both the cons a console version and the uh, computer version as well. So, because I see the console version here and I see the computer version, the one that I'm used to, which version is, is, is easier to, to play? Um, In terms of game mechanics and... Well, because of exactly the only thing that's different between the two really is just the uh, the controller setup. Uh, you, you'll get people that's very used to the computer version that goes and switch over to the console and they can't really get used to it. But there's some things on the console that can make it easier for those people who aren't as quick or don't like to use things like macros and whatnot. Uh, because you can do things on the console where you're setting things off to at certain conditions, like for example, you, you got the uh, different hall repairs. You say when you're down at 10% hall, yeah. it automatically lights it up, so you don't have to think about it. You're just playing the game and yeah. enjoying it. I, but I can say one thing right now: my 10-year-old and my 8-year-old sons 
both will play the console much easier than they can play the, the computer version because they're used to the controllers. Okay. So it really depends on the person, what you're used to, and uh, your environment and such. Okay. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. So I'm currently holding an action figure, and it's an action figure action figure that I never thought they, they would have made. I have an Edith Keeler action figure. That's right, Edith Keeler. I'm guessing this is a rare action figure. I, I, I've never oh, <laughs> I've never seen one of these before. Here out my target. Oh, okay. Exclusive. Okay. So we've got a Grand Nagus deck. We've got First Contact tie-in stuff. We've got Trials and Tribulations O'Brien. We've got a Borg. We've got a Riker not doing the Riker maneuver. There's a Loxana Troy. You're not wearing red. Oh my gosh. Why is everybody freaking out about that? Because <laughs> you're usually in red. <laughs> I gave everybody like two months warning. He did. He did get his point. But still, <laughs> you're not wearing red. It's okay. We'll be okay. Okay. As long as you're okay, I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> I think Mary Chiefto is here a second day, and Max Rodencheck just walked by. That happens a lot at these conventions. You get used to it. Now this is for the Discovery. Yes. Oh, okay. How? Discovery Okay, so for obvious reasons, I don't want to upset the security. So we're going to pause now for just so that way I don't get in trouble with CBS or the security people CBS hired. All right, and we are back. And Bob Picardo has just gone by. We're back. Um, we did, pardon me, we just did the Discovery exhibit, and it was well worth the wait. They have all of the costumes, they have the props, Federation on one side of the room, the Klingons, Sarek and Harry Mudd on the other side. In the center, you have some of the Klingon items we've seen from the trailer, the new Bathleth, or well, new to, to us, but in the terms of the timeline, old. So a Bathleth, some of the Klingon armor that we saw in the trailer. So now we're gonna head back into the vendor's room. So I'm not sure, but I think I may have seen four or five people dressed as Counselor Troy from Encounter at Farpoint. So we're back in the vendor's room, as you can hear. Ethan Phillips has just walked by. Ethan Phillips, you played Neelix on Voyager and the Ferengi Doctor in Menage Troy. There's a deep cut reference for you, folks. And the autographing has begun. By that I mean it's almost 12.30 and people have lined up to get their autograph with Gates McFadden and John Delancey here in the vendor's room. It's the Iceman! <laughs> Eric Allen Hall, um, the gentleman who does a really good spot-on Data cosplay, is currently dressed up as Data from the episode tonight, To Thine Own Self. It's a season seven episode. If you're not familiar with it, Data is assigned to go to this planet, a pre-warp civilization culture. They would be maybe Earth medieval slash early Renaissance type culture society to pick up these radioactive pieces from, a, I guess, a satellite or a probe that crashed. 
but something had happened and Data loses his memory and wanders into the town and ends up ends up selling the metal to the local backsmith and because the metal is radioactive the people get radiation sickness poisoning that was the data plot the b plot of the episode was deanna troy ends up taking the command test which i guess is the command officer equivalent of the kobayashi maru okay so sitting next to katherine hicks is Daniel Davis. Now, if you're not familiar with that name, you probably remember with the role he played on TNG as Moriarty, or later on, he played the butler on The Nanny. Hello, can I interview you really quick about the posters here? Let me give you my card. Okay. Robert? Yes. How are you doing? I'm going to let everybody know who you are, sir. Uh, My name's Dusty Abel, and I'm the artist of the... uh, next-gen 30th anniversary poster print set from the Roddenberry, from Roddenberry Entertainment. Then there's two of them. Can you explain why there are two of them? Uh, yeah, there's actually three pieces. There's uh, a primarily the protagonist, the good guys, and the antagonists, uh, bad guys, split it into two posters to accommodate uh, a character or a ship or an entity from all 178 episodes. So we split it up just to accommodate the sheer amount, the volume of characters that we knew were going to be on, in the pieces. How long did it take to finally get all the posters done, uh, from concept to what we see in front of us? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I started uh, with the notion of doing this after last summer's 50th anniversary uh, Star Trek convention in Las Vegas. Uh, everybody was asking, are you going to do Next Generation? I at the time, I thought it would be so daunting, I didn't even want to think about it. Uh, after the convention, I started. it started to really, the notion of doing it really started to grow on me. The Roddenberry guys were really excited about it, and uh, we, we, we did it, and I produced them both in about six months. What was the hardest part? Uh, the hardest part was deciding who to put in from all of the episodes. That was honestly the not drawing them, who to put in. That was the hardest part. Deciding which character from which episode was going to make it into, make the cut. Well, I apologize to be that guy. Okay. But why are the aliens from Edo on the antagonist poster? Uh, bad guys, because bad guys in the next generation could almost be quantified as people with mildly differing points of view. Uh, okay. Sometimes it's it's really just a matter of personality or points of view, not black and white, good and bad. Okay. There's so much gray area in the next generation. Uh, but because they wanted to kill Wesley, that is what eventually put them over into the air quotes, bad guys piece. But in terms of season one TNG, would killing Wesley really have been a bad thing? Yeah, I've heard that. I, I know that that's a reoccurring joke about almost every episode where he was in mortal danger. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think for, for my purposes, it, it necessitated those guys going into the bad guy one. Okay. God bless Wesley Crusher. Nothing, and, against, nothing against Wesley. And I guess the obvious question is, will you be doing one next year for the DS925? We'll, we'll see. That's definitely on everybody's mind is DS9. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I definitely have some ideas for some things, so we'll see. I mean, I'm really glad that people seem to really enjoy the pieces, and they really, uh, it, it, it speaks to something that they loved growing up uh, as much as 
I enjoyed the original series and then Next Gen when I was a teenager. Uh, so we'll see. I know DS9's got a huge, huge fan base, and it, but it's again, it's another daunting prospect of 100. And, I'm assuming 178 episodes. I know seven seasons, so a lot of characters. And how much are both posters here at the convention? Well, it's uh, the two prints and the key. So there's three pieces. They're all numbered out of a edition run of 1800. They're all signed, and it's a hundred dollars for both uh, posters. Printed on a heavy card, heavy cover stock uh, paper, so you can roll them, unroll them all day long, get them signed by the actors, which is actually what I'm hoping to do at some point this weekend. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. Nice to see you. Thank you. Robert, no! Wait, we're having a, a lifetime critique of the blue sweater from Bill Smith of the Trek Geeks podcast. I'd like to say that the blue does a very nice job of accentuating your skin tone. Thank you. It brings out the brightness in your eyes. I do think it looks very nice. I think it's, you've chosen a very nice polo to go underneath it, that light blue, which complements the more navy blue. And plus, your com badge really pops on the sweater. So as a fashion choice, I think you've nailed it. But as a personal choice... It's absolutely terrible. I, um, I feel like you should be evil Robert. No, you know, we, had this, we had this discussion. I'm Kelvin Timeline Robert. Well, in which case you're not canon. So you don't really exist. <laughs> you know what doesn't exist? To quote your, 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 your friend Dan Davidson, your face. Uh, I can't add anything to that. That's perfect. You can't add anything to your face? Wow. Yeah. I never liked you Sorry. or you. Sorry to put in on the conversation, but I heard your face and I had to come over. Yeah. Yeah, I quoted you. you. I know, I like that. You did. Very well done. You quoted the uh, the executive producer of Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion podcast, premiering September 25th at trekgeeks.com. He's a professional. This is what a professional podcaster does. So what what time will it be dropping on my podcasting now? Uh, Probably that evening. I would say probably by 10 p.m. Eastern. So 7 p.m. Pacific. Roughly, yes. Once iTunes, you know, finally says, hey, yeah, you can have that go on. Or 1 a.m. GMT. Yes, yes, or UTC if you call it that. Have you done the Discovery exhibit yet? No, not yet. Nice. There, there is a line. They're limiting the number of people they let into the room at a time. That where the captain's chair is? Yeah. Probably. All right. All good right. to know. Cool, cool. I love it. Thank you for the tip. No problem. All right. Looks good. Have fun at the Wheel of Meat tonight. Oh, you know. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Are you cosplaying Dr. McKenna? Yes, I am. You're the first Dr. McKenna I've seen so far this year. Oh, Wonderful. Yeah, she's a great character. Have you, have you seen Michelle yet today? We saw Michelle last night. I told her I was going to be cosplaying her character, and she was very excited, and, and uh, I'm hoping I run into her today. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. So you're both cosplaying Spock from yesteryear? Well, we're not Spock. We, we work at the Shakar Obedience Academy, where we train satisfactory sailots. We've done that since 2217. Shouldn't that be earlier? No, no. That, this academy has been in existence since 2217. Sailot as, as pets have been around for over a thousand years. But we, we've, we have perfected the techniques for doing them. You, 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 you talk to a sailot when he's young, and then you mind meld with him, and that, that, that is how you train them early to be obedient. 
but I thought mine melting was illegal in 2217. Not on no. animals. We didn't, in 2217, we did not tell the authority how we did, how we did our training. To an unwilling mind melt. These, of course, these, of course, are willing. Do treats and they'll do anything, including okay. a mind melt. Okay, thank you. Hello. That's incredible. Did someone go back in time and get her to sign them and then bring them to 2017? <laughs> I think she signed them a long time okay. ago. Okay. <laughs> yes. A couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have this book. You do? Yeah, I have this one and I have Strangers from the Sky. Do you want to get any other ones? Well, how much is the novelization of four? Which one's this? Are you talking about this one? This one. Let's see what the price was. Two bucks. I have two bucks. All right, let's get that. Okay. All right, eighteen. Okay. So I'm gonna date myself. I remember seeing this one in paperback at Kmart as a kid. Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> How about a nice little bookmark? Okay. Boom. Thank you. You're welcome. Have fun. Thank you. So to recap what just happened, the folks at the Roddenberry table, they had um, some Star Trek novels next to, I guess, a, an authorized biography of Gene Roddenberry that was written, I'm guessing, within the last 15 years because Majel was still alive and she autographed the foreword she did. And so they, have the, they had a paperback edition of the novelization of Four. Because a couple of months ago, I was at a used bookstore in beautiful, lovely uptown Whittier, California. And they had the novelizations of the motion picture Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock. And now, so far... I'm sorry, somebody walked by. They have a shirt that said, Trip, make him pregnant again. Yeah, this is the dilemma I had with the stupid... Yeah, getting one of these two. Stupid creation boots, but I couldn't tell which shirt I wanted more. Well, yeah, I think they're all... The that one's $2.99. This is super nice. I, I think that one's $2.99, but I could be wrong. Well, it's around the same price. Yeah. It's only those. Wouldn't the three of these be the same price? No, 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 but that one's different. Well, not, not the... If I have a place for that, I would get that. Oh, I know, that would be great. I think that would be easier to find a place for. Put it in there, like a... I almost didn't recognize it. There's like a... And I mean, with that one, it's the L cards. So you're getting the ship just in the L cards for it. So you're still getting this, but in that. But I love the detail. Now, for those of you wondering what's going on, there's a booth here that has Star Trek coffee tables. One of them looks like the Enterprise if you're looking at it from above. One of them's the Delta Shield, one of them is the logo of the Federation of Planets, and the other one is the Elkar display from engineering of the Enterprise. I know! Which one do I want more? We know which one to get. Okay. So those are the three coffee tables, and they have larger tables of the Enterprise, the view looking down of it, as a table table and the board cube. Wait, I have three of them. 22nd century tricorder. Yeah. 20, 23rd century tricorder. What about the 
Yeah, it's, it's at the bay. It's yeah, okay, yes, yeah, uh, yes. 24th century tricorder. Okay. And deep cut, 25th century tricorder from Endgame. Excellent. Excellent. Uh-oh. Yes. Help. That's pretty good. Well, Doesn't it sound like a weird question? Have you seen Angel One Riker walking around? Yeah. Have I seen Angel One Riker? No, I saw I a picture of him yesterday. Okay, I need some help. You saw him walk in, but I haven't seen him walk out. Yeah, I just told Sarah she's right there. Also, Day Young is here, the actress that played Cisco's wormhole alien mother is here. Hello, so you're you're doing the Edo today. Yes, we are Edo today. We're so looking, quick, we're looking for Wesley. So if you find him, he's got to die. <laughs> he's not. He doesn't do this convention. Oh, I know. That's why. That's that's too bad. So, quick question: Is a lot of people who are listening to this are probably going to be wondering, are you cold? No, because we've been running we've been everywhere. Running everywhere. <laughs> I'm actually hot. Make it so! Make it so! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such hammered dogs. <laughs> I am hammered. <laughs> Cling on something. <laughs> you know there's an easy cure for that. Don't drink. Oh, uh, well, you know, hair of the dog and all. Bloody Mary this morning with sausage links. It was good. Oh, <laughs> very good. Very good. Engage. Make it so. Hello, Discovery. Thank you. So do you guys. You guys made your costume. That's awesome. So how long? a podcast? Yes, I am. Did I give you my card yesterday? Yes, I got it in my room. Okay. So let everybody know who you're cosplaying today. Since yesterday, you... I'm Jean-Luc Picard uh, as the, uh, in a naval officer's uniform from Generations on the holodeck. Make it so. So did, did you have this uh, made? made by a family member. Okay. How long did it take? Uh, a couple weeks. She's pretty good. She's my brother's wife. Was it a set pattern or did she make uh, it from scratch? She made it from scratch. I had pictures. Oh, wow. But now it's falling apart because I took it on the cruise last year and I got a button off. I got a broken this because I, I abused it a little bit and I, I just left it hanging on its mannequin and didn't put any repair into it before I came here and then stuff started falling off. Well, in all fairness, you were in international waters. I was in international waters. I was almost in the water with it. You could ask her. I was almost in the water. The hat went in the water. The hat went in the water. I had to have it dry cleaned. So have we decided which table we're buying? She's going with the L cars table. Ooh. She figures it'll fit a little bit easier where she's going to put it. It's going to be her uh, reading table in her room, so in her reading area. So she's going with the L cars. Well, you know, we could we should put this book on there just to see how books look on the table. Yes. It works, see? I think it's great. Okay, it's perfect. It's, I do like the board cube, though. That was really cool. That's $600. So is the big Enterprise one. I don't even have room for, like, the Delta Shield in my apartment. There's just no space. <laughs> Plus, I told him, I said... He said, you know, I love the Delta Shield, and that's great, but mine would need to be a science division one, <laughs> not command. I'm not on command path. It's got to be the science. It makes more sense. It fits in my apartment better. So I was looking at this postcard they gave me as a bookmarker. I swear to God, I do not remember Picard and his crystal. No, I don't either, and that's the thing. And Roddenberry's got it, and I'm like, Picard and the crystal. And then I... And I saw the supercut of him with the crystal on YouTube. Yeah. I don't... And, like, I don't remember... Like, I probably saw him do it, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Or put two and two together. 
the 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 Shakespeare. The Shakespeare book, and then he always had um, not the isolinear chips, but the really long. Yeah, I always wondered what that was. I don't remember there, but they're coming out with them in December. Oh, okay. Wow. I never, I don't remember that either. Yeah, unless that's the crystal from um, Pen Pals, I, but Data would have kept that. Yeah, I no, I don't remember either. There's Robert, Cardo, walking by. <laughs> oh, they bought the creation shirts. So that's the one for specifically that they got in today. Okay. For this convention. This convention this year. I went with the Picard maneuver one, so. <laughs> yes. It's got the three hertz. Have you seen it? No. Okay. So I'll show it has instructions on how to do the Picard. It has instructions. It has three squares of how to do the Picard maneuver. You stand up. <laughs> and you pull the shirt kind of closer in the back to the side, and then you pull in the front. <laughs> do they have one for the Riker maneuver? No. But they have the awesome like uh, the Terran for the Mirror Universe. Yeah. They have a Terran shirt over there. That one's really. I wonder what the Terran Picard maneuver is. Yeah. Question. I don't know. What would it be? Because I mean, he's guns. Because he'd rip he's, the shirt. He's guns Picard. Yeah. In that one. So maybe it's something with like flexing his manly, <laughs> manly biceps. Because I got the mug for guns Picard. Yeah, I'm gonna need need to read those concepts. I literally did not recognize that the woman was, that was Mirror Beverly. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Because no. I thought, Minuet, no, it wouldn't be Minuet. And then it hit me, oh, that's Beverly. Well, and Marina looks kind of a little, and you're like, whoa, okay. Well, that's what she, that's what I thought Mirror, Yeah. see, that's what I thought Mirror Troy looked like, because I've read Dark Mirror, okay. the TNG Mirror Universe novel. I, not to break, but I have that in hardback. Okay. See, I haven't read any of the Mirror stuff, but. Well, this this was like, this novel came out in like, during the run of TNG. Okay. So it's the only, to that point, it was the only Mirror Universe thing for TNG, but it doesn't count. But they never did any episodes. Well, the closest we got was Yesterday's Enterprise. You're not a fan of Yesterday's Enterprise? I like Yesterday's Enterprise. I don't like what comes after Yesterday's Enterprise. I do not like Sela at all. I don't like that storyline. I don't like, I don't mind Yesterday's Enterprise, but what comes after because of that episode no no like just no so you're in the just bill smith no. camp on I'm the, in the bill smith camp yeah no seriously i totally agree it's a great episode but that whole thing where mm -hmm. somehow she continues to live in that universe but then somehow they encounter her daughter in this unit in this timeline even though they're back no no like there's so many flaws in that. how many times do they kill her off anyway Aunt? Three? I, three. I think three. I, right. okay. I think it was three. Itashiar? Yeah. It was Skin of Evil. Yes. It was Yesterday's Enterprise. But then she doesnn't die. Well, she dies. She, she can't. Well, she Because she, she has a child. Yeah, but the, she ends up dying see? eventually. It doesn't make well, any sense. Eventually. I mean, eventually, yeah. yes. But, but it doesn't make any sense. Because if they went back and they all died on that ship... She would have died too. There is no stupid Romulan coming and rescuing her and bringing her back into the future. They so didn't they rescue her. They took them as prisoners because we saw them Birthright uh, Part 2. Uh, just so no. Birthright Part 2 <laughs> retcons what happened just, no, after yesterday's Enterprise. No, just so much that's, no. that's why we get Birthright <laughs> Part 2. Care. No. <laughs> just no. 
No, no to the Sela. No. For those of you listening, these are the type of things that can only happen at STLV. Well, one reason I come to the convention is I'm not the biggest nerd around. By far. I feel like sometimes I have to hand in my nerd card. Like there's people and I'm just like, oh my god. I, like at the I feel like party, I don't know anything. The landing party, those questions. Oh I can answer two. It was no fair throwing two discovery questions. Right, because we don't know anything yet. I was just like, wow. And Halloween is not a U.S. holiday. And I will fight John Champion to the death. That was me. And I will fight John Champion with the Lerpa. And if, the, and, and if we still survive, then the Anwu. While all of you are going, ta, 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 ta. Yeah. Well, they were they were they were trying to stay away from TOS. I know, but then why did they do it in DS9? Because DS9, the people were like, "Well, screw that. We're we're going to embrace TOS." That's why you had all of those TOS references, like the Tholian ambassador, and they by that point they weren't afraid to reference the original series. He could be Guns Picard. Why are you not? You should do Guns Picard. Guns Picard. From the Mirror Universe. Oh my god. Guns Picard? You know, Captain Picard in the Mirror Universe comic? I have not read the Mirror Universe comic yet. I will show you because I got the mug. Sure, let's do it. Thank you. I'm totally cool with this. This is Guns Picard. We can do that next year. That's awesome. Oh my god, right? And Zach has just had that moment of realization what he's doing for 2018. Guns Picard is going to happen. <laughs> I had an idea, like, we are going to do, like, the speedo a little bit more, a little bit bigger next no, year. Guns but Picard. Guns Picard is going to happen as oh, well. You, but you're going to need somebody that has Guns Riker, because apparently Guns Picard has put Guns Riker in his place because Guns Riker has that scar. So, fine, built dude with a beard. I got this. But yeah, <laughs> we're going to work out. Guns Picard. All right, next year. Whole year of training, nothing but training, say our prayers, taking our vitamins, and then I am a real American. Fight for what's right for every man. Guns Picard, uh, Guns Picard will happen next easy. year. Now, now it's happening. I got us some sleepless shirts, but no sleepless T and G stuff. Come in here and fade in my costume. You don't get me to the gym every day. Just buy a shirt and cut the skills. Don't you know somebody? I do know people that can make stuff. So we'll have that it's happen. all about knowing people, networking. Exactly. She's around here somewhere. True. Yes. I do know a lot of people who are good with sewing. I do know a lot of people who are good with armor. So I hope like make some armor next year. Yeah, yeah, guns for cards. I, I, you could say I have faith the heart to make it so. At least come for like Saturday, so then you can see guns for cards. Okay, so you got the. Okay, so wait, first, second, third. So August fourth, twenty eighteen. Guns Picard will be happening. It's going to happen. You can guarantee it. Guarantee it. Brother. Yeah, that's happening now. <laughs> oh, no, we have a Jedi. All right, we got to get to the mission launch now. Okay. Yes. I'm uh, meeting back up with Laura, so we're going to go find her. Okay. I'm excited. We're good. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm so, I'm excited. Okay. Make it happen. We have Guns Picard and Aladdin. We have Aladdin. Oh my, Aladdin. Are they doing the Disney mashup again? I don't know. That was kind of cool though last year, but I 
Yeah. And to update you, there's still a line for the Discovery exhibit. Okay, so we're going to be pausing the recording right now. All right, and we are back. Folks having a good time so far. Oh, we're having a blast. It's is this great. your first STLV? Yes, it is. Where are you um, folks visiting from? We're from Virginia. Uh, Virginia, the first colony. Yes, indeed. <laughs> the Old Dominion. <laughs> so, so have you been to conventions before, or is this your first ever one? This is the first ever one we've been to. We so, love it. Has it lived up to the hype? Oh, yes, definitely. We've met some people here we never thought we'd see in our lives and bought lots of uh, collectibles, and we just had a blast. And what about you, sir? Oh, yeah, it's been great. I always wanted to come to one. Uh, such a long ways away, but it was worth the trip. Are you going to be doing any of the other events, um, Gaze in Space, um, the Galaxy Quest viewing tomorrow night? Yeah, I think we're just one day and done, but we really liked it. It's been fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay, enjoy the rest of Thank your convention. You. And we are making the journey down the iconic hallway, Convention Center Way here at the Rio. We're going past Starbucks. Now, also in this part of the, the Rio is the Penn & Teller Theater. If you're looking for stuff to do that isn't convention-related, you have Penn & Teller. And we have the James Darren walking by. And we're making our way back to the convention area. So currently on stage in the big theater, the Nimoy Theater, is a guest star panel. Are they showing entire episodes? From what I've seen, it's just clips. Okay. Oh, I love this part. Right now they're showing a clip from the end of The Most Toys. He was here a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's so funny seeing him and Brent Spiner work together in Warehouse 13. Oh, I never, never got around to that. Now, here's the thing. Did he discharge it? Oh, yeah. But Data doesn't have emotions. Yeah. I think he did. So, as I said, on the main stage right now, it's um, the actress that played Admiral Necheyev. Um, next to her is Camille Savola, who played Kyle Paca. Next to her is Day Young, who was um, most notably in the TNG episode, the scientist in the TNG episode, the Masterpiece Society. So that's on the main stage. And as we make our way past the Guns Picard entrance...
So how long did it take you to make the Goddess of Empathy outfit? Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm actually held together by safety pins, so it's... Um, but how long did it take me today? Like an hour? Uh, it took about an hour, perhaps, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I, about that. Maybe so an hour and a half. It's actually, you know, I'm hoping to get it kind of redone because this is pretty much just thrown on and pinned together with, like, a leotard underneath. But, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I have had to... Um, put back together every time I put it on so it's a, it's a little bit of a production so I'm hoping because I can't sew so I'm hoping to learn some basics and just you know have it be an easier process so <laughs> so was this was today the unofficial counselor Troy cosplay day because I've seen multiple variations of counselor Troy today I, I if it was I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you very much So the captain's table has returned to STLV, and I think they're actually playing for Latinum. Okay, so currently on the all-access stage, Jordan Hoffman is interviewing someone, I guess, regarding IDW Star Trek comics. We can officially start the party. Larsa and Beto are here. Hello, how are you? Well, how are you? I'm good. Yes. Been practicing for the audience participation part. Balak. Balak. Chala chala. We're following this gentleman for a photo. Okay. But we will be here. What night are you doing karaoke? Good, because tomorrow night I'm going off property. Okay. So. Oh. You interviewed me yesterday. Yeah, your body threw me. Body painter got a hold of me and turned me into like gay Star Trek KISS member, Riker, which I think is cool, but we didn't have a plan, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you threw me over like, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a friend of mine who's really into Riker who wanted to get her picture taken with you Ooh. when she found out you were doing doing Angel One Riker. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm around. Okay. What is she dressed as? Um, well, tonight she has the light-up hoop from Think Geek. Okay. I don't know if you saw her in the vendor's room. I don't think so, but I wasn't there for very long. Okay, you snuck out on us. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm attached to the Dura sisters, you know? I so know the Dura sisters. So when they wander away, I wander with them. Okay, right? no problem. Okay. Hi. No more Borg? No more Borg? No, the Borg is in the box. It's going to get shipped home. Okay. Literally. The discovery room is a little warm, and I'm standing there going, yeah. like, nope, I'm done. What, well, did you get your picture taken in the brig, or the captain's chair? Uh, Sabrina did. Ooh, Sabrina, what was it like? <laughs> She's shy. Fun. She was very interested in sniffing all the boots of the costumes <laughs> along the edge. <laughs> well, she wants to know what kind of person Rain Wilson is. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, she had a good time in there. She was interested in the people more, I think, than the costumes. <laughs> She's a good girl. Yes. Very good girl. 
Okay, and we're making our way back into the vendor's room. So here at this booth, they have a lot of vintage Star Trek merchandise from the 70s, early 80s. They have novels, early intellectual takes on Star Trek, Meaning of Star Trek by Karen Blair, Star Trek Speaks, I Am Not Spock. Oh my god, it's the Dayton Ward. And the David Mack. So. Hi. Howdy. So I was at the panel earlier, but you guys guess the big deal about the Discovery book. All right. So <laughs> did you find it it's difficult to so you're you're ten years before Kirk. So you're sort of like limited in what you could or could not write or No, time frame is never a hindrance to telling a good story. It just means you have to understand the context in which you're writing and make sure your facts line up with what you know of Star Trek history at that time. But it in no way uh, impacted my story in a negative way. In fact, uh, I had a lot of fun writing the Discovery novel, Desperate Hours. and I did when, when is that coming out? The book comes out September 26th, two days after the show's premiere. Okay. And it came out yesterday that you're also doing a Discovery book. So they tell me. <laughs> no, I've actually been, it's been in process for a while. I've already written the manuscript and I've received notes back. I'm doing revisions now. So I guess my next question would be, would, would these Discovery books be sort of like similar to all of the books that, that came out a few years ago in Prelude to the Force Awakens, sort of like filling in the gaps from be, between the end of Jedi and the beginning of that film? Is that how these books will fit in? I don't think it's quite the same relationship. We, I mean, we're working with the people who work on the show. They're giving us guidelines, I suppose. They've laid some stakes in, on the sides of the road that you know we need to work around. But for the most part, I can't speak for you, but right. I was given pretty wide, wide latitude for my particular story. I was given a, a particularly good deal of freedom. Yeah. I'm working on a story that was requested by Brian Fuller, the creator of the series. Uh, I don't want to say specifically what it was he asked me to do, but he said, I would like a story that combines these elements and these elements and puts this character with this character. And so I did what I was asked to do, and I crafted a story around that. And uh, in many ways, I mean, what's already been revealed about the show is the connection between the main character, Michael Burnham, played by Sonequa Martin-Green, and the character of Sarek. So... Uh, obviously, people have questions about the nature of that family relationship. How did that come about? And what does it mean for the main character? My book will go into that and will explore that family relationship, that history, and what it means for Michael Burnham. So we're going to finally learn why Spock has the two brothers, the sister, and the cousin that looks like him that he never speaks about. We may not learn exactly all of that, but you will find that there are definitely references to Selek, the, the adult cousin. Uh, you will find that there... I, I don't address the Cybok issue, but I do discuss in the book there, there is going to be uh, some direct addressing of the question of how did Burnham come to be in the charge of uh, Sarek and Amanda and what is the nature of their relationship and how does her relationship with Sarek and Amanda color her relationship with Spock. So now, we will get into that. 
So would you recommend this book to, for reading to help fill in gaps? After you've seen the two-part pilot of Star Trek Discovery, I think a lot of fans are going to say, okay, that's interesting, but how did we get there? That would be a great time to pick up Star Trek Discovery Desperate Hours, which comes out two days later, and find out all about that deep history of Burnham and Sarek and his family. And at the same time, just also get a really cool adventure story that shows you how Michael Burnham uh, adapted to being promoted to first officer of the Discovery and how that impacted her relationship and rivalry with Saru. Now, wait, was Saru also in the running, or can you not discuss that? You'll see. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Now, you're, what, what can you t talk about about the book that you're doing, or, is, or, or can you just give generalities at this point? Thank you. No. <laughs> no, I, I can't. Tell I can't nothing. tell you anything. I can what tell you it's about nine. I can tell you it's about ninety-five thousand words. That's about it. I, okay. I, I'm not allowed to give any plot details away. But it will be printed on paper. Yes, it will be printed on paper and Some in electronic format and audiobook, audiobook format. Will you be doing the audiobook? God no. Listen but, to my voice. Yes, but I love the Ask Dayton <laughs> segments on the GNT show. No, they're gonna get, they're gonna get an actual voice actor who knows what they're doing to do these audiobook readings. Yes, so. I think we'll all be happier we'll for all it. We'll all feel better about that. And I'm yeah. still hoping that one day you get to do your interpretation of the motion picture. <laughs> I've told you that on social media. Two hours of me sleeping. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love that movie. Um, no, uh, I'm not allowed to divulge any details. They'll let me know when I can talk about it. Okay. So. Okay. Thank you very much, right. gentlemen. Thank you. Take care. Hello. So who are you cosplaying? I'm just an Orion, not a specific character, but an Orion. Aren't you cold? I am freezing, yes. <laughs> well, shouldn't these guys get you a jacket and you have pheromones that do things to men? <laughs> I don't think they want green all over everything else. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, okay when we have here a Kelvin 23rd century doctor? That's correct. Uh, call me, you can call me Bones if you like. <laughs> So are you going to be doing various takes on McCoy? Uh, yeah, basically. That's my go-to thing. I only have one costume that's not McCoy. Ooh, can you give us a hint on what that is? Oh, that's just a TNG red command. Okay. But uh, everything else is McCoy-related. I thought about doing Hank McCoy from the X-Men as a joke <laughs> one of these years. <laughs> and Hank McCoy. Wait, um, the McAvoy Hank McCoy or... <laughs> The stored Hank McCoy. Uh, 90s X-Men Hank McCoy. Like, we're lots of fur and just underwear. In oh, that the scene. animated series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, is... <laughs> that would be a really deep cut reference. Yeah. Uh, I think it, this is the right crowd for it. X-Men and Star Trek, they go together. Like well, there Peter is Martin a Jelly. novel. Yeah. Well, a few, two crossovers in the comic books, at least. Well, I know that they, they did write a novel. Yeah, recently. I, I think it was Planet X. Yeah, the one I know of is the comic books from the 90s. Even like the Shi'ar Empire kind of copies from Star Trek. So. so which McCoy do you feel more comfortable doing, Kelvin or Prime? Uh, TOS, a Prime one. I just do the Kelvin one because it's easy. <laughs> well, n nothing again against Kelvin McCoy. It's a, 
Oh God, I just, I, I'm blanking on his name. Carl Urban. Thank you. Yeah. But he looks so much like DeForest Kelly, it, it's scary. Well, I think he's a highlight of the newer films. Everybody loves him, and I love him too. It's a good time to look like McCoy, let me tell you that. <laughs> but I grew up watching Star Trek. I like them both for different reasons, but the original series is my, my love and joy. He, he's got sort of like this edge to him. Yeah. That, that even for 60s television was sort of like a bold for, for a character. Yeah, he's one of the few people that could tell Kirk how to do his job. No one else could tell him how to do that. He'd want, every once in a while, give him advice like how to do leadership. I mean, you're pushing the crew a little too hard. No one else would stand up to Kirk like McCoy would. Now, will you be ha- having the beard and doing disco bones? Not this year. That takes oh. a lot. That's a lot of commitment. That's like a four-year prep time or four-month prep time. We well, need I'd the like medallion, to. the chest hair, the beard. It'd be worth it just the to say. The accent. It'd be worth it. I'd tell people I wasn't coming, and I would just show up, and they said, "Well, they drafted me." It'd be worth it for that. They didn't. They didn't draft you. <laughs> the Starfleet drafted me. That's what I would say. I think. <laughs> I noticed his accent gets really thick. And then it, it sort of like disappears. Yeah, he's got that faint Georgia accent, but it comes out when he's like under, under, under duress, he's drunk, or he's tired. My accent comes out a bit more where I'm tired or drunk, too. Coincidence, I guess. But no, I notice in that scene in particular, it gets, it's really thick. Yeah. Well, anytime you get really emotional, you, you see people's natural accent comes out. So when you have a British actor faking an American accent, if he's doing an emotional scene, it comes out. Okay, enjoy the rest of your convention. No, you too, man. Okay, I guess you, you guilted me into it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hello. Hello, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Is it, it, now, you said this is your first STOV? Yeah, it is. So where are you visiting us from? Um, from the UK, from Huddersfield, which is in West Yorkshire. Okay. So I'm guessing it's probably safe to say you've been to a destination Star Trek? Uh, I haven't, actually. Okay. This is my first convention. Your first convention ever? Yep, uh, ever, 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 ever. Has it, has it lived up to all your expectations? Uh, that and then some more, and then just it just keeps on coming. So it's, it's pretty busy and it's pretty overwhelming, but I'm really enjoying it. What's the highlight been so far? Um, probably, um, I don't know if maybe the highlight hasn't happened yet, but do you know, I really liked Dominic Keating and Connor Trinier's panel today. I think they're a couple of funny guys. So. Well, then I highly recommend you, you wait till they do karaoke tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm going to that. And uh, the Klingon one tonight, right? Yes. Yeah, I will be. I found you. Because we were talking about you at lunch. It's all lies. But we haven't asked you anything. And why are you, you prof- professing your innocence? I've seen I'm all the presidents, man. I know totally how this works. <laughs> totally innocent. <laughs> but that's not what, what this card says. Ah, oh, jeez, you got me. You got me. Because you are the father. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that's a bit of a life changer there. <laughs> ah, not the way I wanted my Wednesday to go. <laughs> it's Thursday. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> we are not, no, because Haley was wondering, I haven't seen any. Have you seen any? I'm like, no, I haven't. Yeah, no, I've just been... Recovering? Kind of, yeah. That, that first night was... Uh, 
recovering from being too cool. Yeah. I, 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 I had to get 12 hours last night. Yeah. That's why I, would, I was nowhere to be found in the red sweater. Yeah, same. I, you know, because... Well, so I got here Tuesday, so Wednesday morning after the landing party, like, uh, you know, I woke up early just like as you're expected to. Well, that know. was my mistake, too, because of the May yeah. Jemison panel. Yeah, and I, I completely missed that, but then, uh, which is a shame because I really wanted to yeah, see Yeah, it was her. a really good panel. But Heather yeah. has all the luck and meets everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she is kind of... Uh, Kind of blessed in that that sense. We yeah, need to, we need to take her to the tables right now. Yeah, right, right. God, we'd be millionaires. But uh, yeah, but then last night I just I didn't even make it to midnight. <laughs> I was just out. I, I, I feel you. I was asleep last night, recovering. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, today, I'm doing well, tonight's better. your guys' night. Right at the at, at the Ibar. Yeah, at the, at the Ibar. No, the Ibar, you know, where everyone's going to use their if ones and if ads. Right. Yep, and it uh, should be fun. We're going to have a we're going to have a contest uh, drawing. We've got a few prizes to give away, and uh, and do you have to be present to win the prize? Yeah, yeah. You gotta gotta actually be there. Okay, just checking because because yep. the Trek geeks are enforcing that same rule at their party tomorrow right. night. Right, because they're smart and. <laughs> We, you know, well, ha- we, we just, one of the hosts is smart. Their ideas, basically. So. One of the hosts is smart, but you probably know which one I'm thinking of. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything because they are very good friends of the show. But <laughs> just kidding, we love you. And then I'm so pissed off because I miss Sanagorn today. I didn't. I saw you. You were around. You just ignored me. No, because Haley saw you. She got a pin. Mm-hmm. She I, did. That's because unlike you, she didn't walk by me. I wa- You know, in all fairness, there are too many Gorns at this convention. Not my fault. There's Easter Gorn. That's not me. There's a guy actually dressed up as the Gorn. Not me. There was a kid doing Gorn Jr. Not me. Again, not me. <laughs> I just naturally look like a Gorn. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know any of these people. I, I never met them. Um, so I, all I do is the Santa thing. That well, was, that's not what this card said. This card says you are the father. Really? Well, that doesn't look like that's what that card <laughs> says. I thought I was the father. Nice try, Robert Reyes. <laughs> you know, so this, is, this is blue sweater Robert Reyes. He's not as quick as red shirt. Oh, is this is this, uh, is this mirror universe, Robert? Okay, we've already had this discussion on the on the Facebook group. I'm Kelvin Robert in the blue ah, sweater. There we go. Oh, there we right. go. Alternate timeline, Robert. That works. But I'm not a fan of the facial hair. Fair enough. Ian's not either, apparently. <laughs> no. He used to have it. Well, I got a. Uh, this is probably really boring, but I got a, a new razor, an electric razor <laughs> that I brought Ooh. down and. I'm able to shave every day now, and it's great. <laughs> uh, we are on a particular hunt right now. What are you looking for? Uh, a box to put the tickets for the drawing in. Well, can't you get a box anywhere? I mean, you would think. You would think. You would think. But uh, we're, we're not having much luck at the moment. 
And we don't want to just like get a cardboard box from the UPS store, especially at their inflated prices. So. Yeah, really. But, uh, so just like, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Okay, well, I will see you at the party. Yep, will. absolutely. I will, be the, I, will be the, I will be around tonight. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Because I, as I said, I got 12 hours of sleep last night. Good for you. Perfect. Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, yeah. we're going to continue our, okay. our search. Oh, wait, before I forget. 22nd century tricorder, 23rd century tricorder, 24th century tricorder, and the deep cut Easter egg, 25th century tricorder from Endgame. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, he's got nah. a down. He's got this down. <laughs> that is a deep cut. <laughs> I know. Morehouse was like, nice. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, to up you on the celebrity signs, Gates McFadden had just walked by. Can I interview really quick? Yeah. So who are you cosplaying as? I am cosplaying as Sayana from the Apple of the original series. So what was the hardest part of the costume? The body paint. Absolutely the body paint. It took me about four hours this morning to get all of this done. How long did it take to get it screen accurate or close to uh, a screen accurate well, I mean, in terms of the color? Uh, I, well, I mean, the costume itself I made from scratch by hand so that it would be screen accurate. And then the color, I mean, it's just a lot of mixing and testing and trying things out. I mean, I've been planning this costume for like a year, so, yeah. It's, it's very nice. And who were you cosplaying yesterday? Um, what was I yesterday? Oh, yesterday I was Deanna Troy. I was in the aerobics outfit, the calisthenics outfit. Yeah, the famous calisthenics yes. outfit. Yes, and that was really fun. I made that one as well, so it was just... You know, I spend the entire year planning ahead for this, so this is like my one big convention of the year. I, well, I got a picture of you on stage during the Mae Jemison panel. Oh, nice. But I couldn't tag you in anything. Here. I will give you a card. Okay. That would be fantastic if you don't mind. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. What was your name? Oh, well, let me give you my card. Did you get pictures of all of us? All, all of you, all four of you on stage, yes. Oh, cool. It was, and it was, the, it was during the Mae Jemison panel. Oh, awesome. That's a perfect one. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. You know, that was one of Leonard's favorite shirts. Oh, yeah? Yes. That's cool. Because that is licensed, believe it or not. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I heard he asked for a couple. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, gentlemen's wearing the Spock with the Trek Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself. This is a rant that has absolutely nothing to do with STLV, but your smartphone is the smartest piece of technology you own because it knows specifically when to stop working when you need to open an email attachment that your boss sent you that you need to read. Even though it was working fine 10 minutes ago when I didn't need to open the attachment, now it won't open the attachment because it knows it's important. That's my rant. First world problems. What are you waiting for? I'm trying to get a phone in the book. It's like back here. Phone died. <laughs> well, you know, they, they rent the power the power bricks next to the shoe signing station. Oh, that's far, though. Do you want to go over there? Yeah. Or, okay, we'll just steal them. 
Okay. But I highly recommend investing in a power brick for your next convention. Oh, 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 where are you folks visiting from? Orlando. Is this your first STLV? It is. Has it met all your expectations? It's been really exciting. We met uh, Vic Mignogna, who is who we've admired for a long time, so that was exciting. We just <laughs> ran into him. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know. It's it's cool. Um, we haven't gone in the Discovery exhibit yet, but I'm excited for it. Like, yeah, I think the it'll be costumes cool. and stuff. Were you at any of the Discovery panels yesterday? No, this is our first day at the convention. Yeah, oh, okay. we got here too late yesterday. <laughs> so, hopefully, we'll see some more. But you you said you're flying out. To oh. I know, we just got one day. We were like only here by coincidence, but we're also giant Star Trek fans. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. We well, have to come back next year. I know, we've got to do all four days. Bring costumes Five. too. Five. August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, 2018. Oh my god. We weren't sure. Is Wednesday a preview day? or? No, Tuesday night's the preview night of the vendor's room. Well, it was this year because they had the May Jemison panel at 10 a.m. to kick off things in the main stage. And then they had the four Discovery panels starting at 2.30. Okay. Yeah, last year for the 50th, every, well, they didn't really have panels till about maybe 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, wow. So this year, yeah, because CB, well, CBS is actually bankrolling this because you probably noticed. Well, that and to sign up for CBS, no access. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, they'll probably get me when Discovery starts coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta Pro watch it. I mean, probably. Yeah. But, I don't know. I haven't really seen any CBS people around, though. They're around. Yeah, so we're not yes. to us yet. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Have a safe flight. All right, and we are back. And things have officially started to die down here in the convention hall. Okay, so to fill you in on what happened, I had to go back to the uh, Discovery exhibit because I'm not sure. I think they're having issues with the connectivity because you take your picture in the captain's chair and then it gets transmitted to an iPad. And from there, you can email it to yourself. I never got the email, and there's weird dead zones of re reception here in the convention hall. So I'm currently using the convention hall Wi-Fi, and I resent it to a different email account to ensure I get it, because they said it takes about half an hour. So that was, that was what was going on there. So the convention hall is open till about... Or, I'm sorry, the vendor's room is open to like 7-ish, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then it closes at 5 p.m. on Sunday. Not because because of anything in the room. I believe they booked another convention that starts Monday, so they have about seven hours to tear down, set up, so that way the people from the other convention can come in and they can set up. You know, I'm so jealous of where your booth is. You know that. I am having the time of my life where my booth is right now. <laughs> I have Picardo over there, <laughs> her over there, Halden over here. Like, I'm in 
we have them. And they're all very sweet. So like, all week. Who did you bribe to get this location? Nobody. <laughs> Actually, when I came in, I looked at the sign to find out where my booth was and started walking around and looking, and then just dropped my stuff and started setting up. I didn't pay attention to who was around me, so I'm setting it up. My roommate goes over, and he's watching the sign, and then he comes over, and he's like, you've got a really good spot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. You see, it's direct traffic and right near a nice landmark, playing next to the Roddenberries. And he's like, but Janice, <laughs> didn't you look and see who you were next to? And I'm like, no. And then, boom. So to fill you in, directly to her right, or her left, my right, is Nichelle Nichols. Next to Nichelle Nichols is, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she's Ambro Nechev. And directly across from her is Bob Picardo. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. And then they walk by and they're like, hi, good morning, good afternoon. Are you thinking about giving them any complimentary art? I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I want to wait until I make friends friends. <laughs> and then I'll think about it. Okay. I, actually, what I really want is I want some of these guys to come paint with me so I can do painting with the stars. <laughs> I would pay to watch that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd be paying you. No, I, I, I would let uh, them just do it. <laughs> just so that I could say it was done. <laughs> Have fun. Thanks. And it's officially starting to quiet down here. Pardon me, in the vendor's room. A lot of the celebrities are already packing up for the day. Hi, can I interview you really quick? Sure. What are you with? Oh, I can give you my card. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. And you get a card. Awesome. And you get a card. Ooh, I like it. So, I know you're doing Troy. Yes. But you need to explain what specifically you're cosplaying Troy as. Well, if you were here, you would see that I am walking around with a giant bed suspended to my back. Um, I also, if you look down, have a ball of light at the bottom, ah. which crawls up and then impregnates me. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, the child or as fans like to refer to it as rape baby. Mm, I've heard a lot of different things for about it. Yeah, so, so yeah, that falls in that category. <laughs> I think you're the first the child Troy I've seen. Uh, probably, I just saw uh, Rod Roddenberry told me I was the most unique and he'd never seen anything like that. You need to enter the costume contest with this outfit. We already have a different Troy costume and it goes along with his Data costume. Not this one, but a different. So you will see me as Troy and you will see him as Data, but it will be... Will I be craving cellular peptide? I will not say yes or no, but you will just have to see. <laughs> and you are doing elementary Dear Data. That is affirmative. You're the second one I've seen today. Are you certain the other one was not Lore, my brother? No, it was Eric Allen Hall. Okay, that would probably probably make me Lore. Why would Lore do Sherlock Holmes? Lore would do Moriarty. Perhaps before? Possibly. But before became Data in the comics, and then Data got promoted to Captain. <laughs> we must have entered into a temporal anomaly, and there are duplicate Datas. One circle, two moons? 
quite possibly. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your convention. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to be heading out of the vendor's room. So they have something called the game room this year that, that is not really a game room. It's where they're doing the VIP meet and greets. So we've, we're back in Quarks. It is happy hour. And the James T. Kirks and other various alcoholic beverages are flowing right now. Hi, can I interview you really quick, Michael? Sure. Now, I've, I've seen you post about this cosplay you're doing before. Okay. But can you let everyone know who you're cosplaying as and why you've cho chosen to do it? Yeah, sure. So I am cosplaying as Sabic. Um, from Star Trek II, Kirstie Alley's costume, and I chose it because I just wanted to show that men can, in a honorable way, uh, portray a female strong character um, in a way that's that's serious and respectable, and you know all that kind of a thing. So, so that's why I chose it. So, what was your re the reception when you did it the first time? I forget which convention it was. Yeah, um, I think it was New York Comic Con. And, you know, obviously I'm not wearing a wig and I'm not wearing, you know, anything to suggest that I'm a woman, but um, people who would usually ask me, oh, are you Spock? And I would say, no, I'm actually Savick. And the reason why I chose to cosplay her and I'd explain it, and uh, it would just be an interesting conversation point and just kind of start that thinking that, you know, men can cosplay women in a, uh, in a, in a, in a good way, in a serious way, um, instead of a comedic way. So, okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You enjoying the convention so far? Yeah, I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. Really enjoying it. So, well, rest up. Tomorrow's going to be crazy. Oh, I bet it is. I'll be looking forward to it. Though. Well, you've got the fan sets party at Caesars. You have gays in space, and I guess they just announced this week that they're going to be showing Galaxy Quest at the pool. Oh wow! Okay, well that sounds pretty exciting. Well, I'll stay tuned for it. So, thanks for telling me. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Okay, so they have another quiz, the contest, currently going on on the all-access stage. I think we have a winner. So it's a woman in a TNG-era medical science uniform who I think is probably going to win the contest, which is not a quiz, it's just people yelling, Con! So with that, we bring a close to day two of STLV. Tomorrow is probably going to be the craziest day with stuff happening both on or in the Rio and outside of the Rio. And with that, we bring day two to a close. We'd like to hear back from you. And you can contact us in many ways. We're on Twitter at PromenadePod. We're on Facebook. Just look for Promenade Podcast. And you can email us at PromenadePodcast at gmail.com. We really like to hear back from you. Also, if you like the podcast, we're in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIt Radio, or however you download your podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.